This NASCAR Phoenix DFS and Prize Picks Plays edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all of the details. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb and for the last time in the regular season we will be talking racing things it's the nascar gambling <laughs> podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, he's Cody sobbing so much. Zeb, I'm Rod Gomez. We're wrapping it up. This is the oh, final episode man. of the regular season. Cody, how you feeling? Gosh, it's it's so sad. Final time giving out DFS plays for the season. Final time giving out bets. We got some parlays we're going to cook up at the end of this. Some prize picks in between. Oh, I am just heartbroken. It's, uh, you know, again, like we talked about earlier this week. It's kind of that, okay, we're going to take a breather after this, but uh, I don't want to take a breather. I love my race, and I don't want it to go away. I don't either. Like you said, I mean, like we've said too, the fact that the F1 is still going for at least a couple more weeks afterwards gives us a little bit of a buffer, but it's not the same, and it's not our first love. I mean, I get it. I know it's fun, but you, you just that first love, right? You, that's where you want to spend your time with. And I mean, we're going we're gonna to have a short off season, but... For now, we're, we're saying goodbye to the 2023 season, buddy. Yes. Luckily, we do have football to help hold us over and, and finish getting through the season. Then as soon as football's over, racing is back. So it is a beautiful cycle. I already can't wait for Daytona. But first, can't wait for Phoenix. I'm ready to go. Uh, man, not really any other news come out since we recorded the Truck Series episode. I think we got everything wrapped up. I am excited. I'm Jones and. If you're ready, I'm ready to jump into the picks like right now. I mean, let's, that's let's get this show on the road, Rob. That's all that's left to do. Obviously, championship weekend across the board. We know this already. All three series crying in their champions. Uh, the DFS edition of this, we will give you our DFS plays for the main slate, for the cup slate, as we always do. We'll give you three drivers, high price, mid price, and low price. And then we're going to embrace our new sponsors, prize picks. We're going to give you some of our favorite prize picks plays of the uh, of the slate 
I'll break down how all that works when we get to that point. But just like Cody said, I mean, hell, I think it's time to start laying out some of this DFS. We're not dancing around today. We're getting right down to business. So let's start off with our high price drivers. Friday, we got truck series tonight. They're going to be on the track. They're going to crown the champion. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Rod, it's his final race of his career. Maybe the last time we ever see him behind the wheel of a NASCAR Cup Series car. You think I was going to come into this episode not picking Kevin Harvick? You were wrong if you thought that. Kevin Harvick, he's 9,500. He's going to be my high-priced guy. Look, you're going to have to get one of these Final Four guys in there. I get it. I gave out Christopher Bell to win the race, obviously. Uh, but I thought 9,500 was a little expensive for the mid-tier. Plus, there's a guy I really wanted in the mid-tier as well. So Kevin Harvick is my top-tier play. We've talked about him before time and time again, right? For a while, he was an auto play. His price did go up from that quite a bit, and, and they've got it jacked up this week. But you know why it's jacked up this week, Rod? Nine wins and 20 top 10 finishes in a row. Kevin Harvick loves this place. Kevin Harvick owns this place. Talked about it on the betting episode. I've been bringing it up for weeks. Rodney Childers is going to take every extra step he possibly can to make this the fastest car Kevin Harvick has ever driven in his entire life. This car is going to show up. This car is going to be fast. It's going to be a storyline. They're obviously going to be talking about the champion in the Final Four battle. This is a legend of the sport, Rod. And SHR tweeted it out. Love him or hate him. This guy stepped into the car the week after Hart Sr. was killed in the Daytona 500. And he has not looked back. He has just continued to win. He's continued to dominate tracks like Phoenix. Uh, he's a champion of the sport. Nine wins just, what, three seasons ago, not that long ago. Absolutely just owns everything. Again, 20 top 10 finishes in a row. He led 36 laps here in the spring. Um, and it was running around the front all day. He has eighth in stage one, third in stage three, or third in stage two. Ends up fifth in stage three, a.k.a. the end of the race. Um, but it's been a little while since he's kind of had a dominant race here. But you go back, and he has led some laps on this track. He's, he's led 139. He's led 143. He's led 224, 264, 224 laps, 252 laps. He has run and led a lot of laps. So he has got... The 41 career starts on this track, Rod, and only twice he's finished worse than 24th, which is so impressive. And then obviously, as I mentioned before, 20 top 10s in a row. It's a record. Broke Dale Earnhardt, or uh, Richard Petty's record. Um, I think he had, I can't remember if it was, wow, I don't remember which track it was. But Richard Petty had a record of, I think, 18 in a row. And, and now Kevin Harvick is the sole owner of that. Scores your points on a week-to-week -week basis. Kevin Harvick's going to have a rocket ship this week. 9,500. Give me the final time. The legend, Kevin Harvick. Hashtag forever. There, there's going to be a Kevin Cam. You better believe that there's going to be a camera trained on him the entire time. It's probably going to be in the bottom corner. We'll watch his entire race. I don't. They're never going to take a camera. If they're smart, they will have a camera on him the entire time. And you get to keep yeah. up with them. I, I think that's this is this is. It. I know they named the race at Homestead the Forever Four Hundred, whatever. This is the true Kevin Harvick race. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, it is. Um. All right. So, of course, this is 
the uh, the five or the uh, uh, three hundred twelve mile race around this mile track. There are three hundred twelve laps to lead. So uh, just to keep that in perspective, Kevin Harvick may lead three hundred eleven of those if he doesn't start on the pole. He may even lead three hundred twelve of those because I don't know that anybody else is going to want to beat him. Uh, second place wins the championship. Okay. <laughs> All you got to do, right? You know what I'm saying? That doesn't matter if you finish second as long as Kevin Harvick ends up winning this race. So um, I like that. I like the storyline for it. I know it's not going to happen that way, but maybe maybe Vince McMahon is doing the the driver uh, the the drivers meeting before the race. All right, guys, Kevin's going to win. Duke it out for the championship, finishing second. You guys just don't pass him. That's all there is to it. Just let him lead every right. lap. Just don't pass him <laughs> once at all. Um, all right. Well, if that doesn't happen, uh, I'm going to take William Byron. I know that he is one of the most expensive drivers on this slate, uh, but he's only the third ex- most expensive driver behind Larson and Blaney. Um, Byron at 11,200. He won this race in the spring. I mean, it's kind of like that's almost how far you have to go back to make the case. Led 64 laps in that race. Um, and, and honestly, he has been the best car pretty much all season long. I mean, there, there was times there where he sort of fell off a little bit toward the middle of the, of the season between maybe Loudon and, and the Indy GP, but he jumped right back on it at Watkins Glen with the win, uh, string of, of top 10 finishes interrupted by 15th at Kansas, but he won at Texas second at Talladega second at the Roval seventh at Vegas fourth at Homestead suffered pretty massively. I say in Martinsville to finish 13th, but again, when you're looking at guys that have been dominant this season, he's led 921 laps all season long. He's got 20 top 10s, 6 wins, 14 top 5s. William Byron's been it all season long, and I think this is a race where he will continue to be productive from a fantasy perspective, um, just just getting you around and getting you some points. I don't think he's going to obviously lose you points. So when you're up in the 11,000 range, you're kind of happy with like three times, maybe four times uh, what they can give you. Uh, and that's what he did last week. Obviously, I told you disappointment at Martinsville. But before that, 58, 35, 55, 50, 66, 30, 22, 69, 58, 72. Putting up some monster point totals for you in fantasy. And he's a championship four guy, right? He's probably going to be running inside of the top four. And hell, if he if he starts, I don't know, outside of the top five, even better for you because that's a few extra point differentials there for you to pick up. So, again, I, I think that you have to roster at least one or and spread them all out too. Or find a way to put all four of them in there. I don't know if that's possible. Probably not. Uh, and, and have an actual legit roster because I don't think there's enough $200, uh, $200 yeah. guys out there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But you have to at least trot out one if not two. So, Byron's got to be in there. He's got to be in that mix. I know it's chalky. I know it is, but it'd be irresponsible for us to not tell you to roster one, if not more, of these championship four guys. Yeah, you for sure got to at least get one in there. Um, if you wanted to do two, you you can play it as long as you play your cheap guys correctly. I mean, and you, you can do Bell, Byron, and Harvick and start off with that. You got 6,100 left for your other three, so you're going to have to do some budget shopping, which we always do, obviously, anyways, but yeah, you're going to have to have some of these final four guys in here. We've talked about it before. In general, they are going to be the four cars near the front most often, uh, and maybe just the four cars second through fifth place to, to Kevin Harvick. 
<laughs> I see what we did there. Um, all right. Well, then uh, let's go ahead and take a step down to try to save folks a little bit of extra uh, salary there in, in this DFS lineup. Do we need to? Uh, nope, we're good. Let's breaks? keep rolling. We're good. We yep. already hit it. All right, let's go. Next up for me, I am going to oh, wait, take, did we of course. I don't think we did. No, we didn't hit it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's hit it. Good call. I don't want to say that's two episodes in a row. but That uh, is two episodes in a row. Sorry. <laughs> Rod's really been testing me these last couple of days. Hopefully I'm passing all these tests. I've been spelling <laughs> stuff wrong and doing all that stuff, but uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell you about prize picks. We're going to tell you more about prize picks. In fact, we're going to give you a whole section full of our favorite prize picks plays for this slate. But first, let me tell you that we are going to be partnering with prize picks to bring you some fun. It's the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play during basketball season. And as we're going to present to you, you can do it during racing season as well. However short that may be anymore. So how you do it is you select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo project, uh, projections across football and basketball and racing from their specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you want LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions or possibly fantasy points in racing, you can do that. And if you also want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz, you can find them in the community plays under the promo tabs of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every week. More importantly, Prize Picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you got a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player's rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. It's simple to play, can make picks and submit my entries in less than it says 60 seconds here, but I could do it in less than five seconds. I did it just before uh, because they were very simple and very easy to pick. So quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players and, and stat types. That's all what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Make sure you're getting in on this. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Promo code SGPN. The MMA Gambling Podcast has just launched their YouTube channel. And in honor, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. All right, Cody. Now we may proceed on to All right. some now of our mid-price drivers. For the mid-price guy, I am going with, you guessed it, Chase Briscoe. Just love me some Chase Briscoe when we come to these short, flat tracks. It pays off more often than it does not. So give me Chase Briscoe. He is 7,500 this week. Last spring, Rod, he dominated that race. Um, he led 101 laps on his way to a win. Last fall, he finished in fourth place. Um, and, and, yeah, he's got an average 10.0 uh, finish on short tracks this season. Again, that's from Ryan over at iFantasy Race. Uh, that's if you take Gateway out of there. But he's three for three on top tens at, in Phoenix in the next-gen car. So not only are you going to get a good finish out of him, he's got an opportunity to lead some laps. 
opportunity to have some fast laps like he did last week at Martinsville. I mean, this week he starts in third place, finishes in fourth, so he actually gets you negative one on the place differential, still scores 48 points. He has scored 20 fastest laps, had that good, strong finish there. Um, and again, it's been an up-and-down season for Chase Briscoe, right? We've bet against him more times than we've bet on him. When it comes to these short, flat tracks, he gets it done almost every time. He's riding the momentum of having a good finish last week. He's back next year as the lead dog at Stuart Haas. I mean, look at the lineup, right? It's going to be Briscoe. It's going to be Barry, the rookie. It's going to be Priest coming back. And probably Noah Gregson, who's only got about half a season of experience in the Cup Series. So Chase Briscoe is the Kevin Harvick of Stuart Haas next year, I guess. So he's the big dog in town. He's He's going to go out, right? He's, you know, it's going to be all about Kevin this week and he's going to have a great run as well. But I think Chase is going to be up there with him. 7,500 Chase Briscoe is a must play for me. And again, it doesn't really matter where he starts. Even if he starts third place, like he did last week at Phoenix, still paid off by playing him because he gets good, solid finishes at this type of track every time. Talked about him on the betting episode, right? Ran his ladder uh, for top threes, top five finishes. We like him a lot this weekend. I think it's going to pay off in DFS as well. Spoiler alert, might not even be done talking about him yet today. We're not even done talking about SHR today, as a matter of fact. We're throwing everybody in this lineup uh, for our DFS. It's a short, flat track, and SHR does good, and Ford does good. Oh, they always just show up in this stuff. It's true, and Eric Almarola is one of those guys that is probably just going to end up showing up uh, at this race, as he's done the last couple of weeks. Eric Almarola, $7,300 uh, on this He's riding two top 10 finishes uh, all of a sudden this season. It was pretty crazy to think, but there he was. Ninth place at Homestead and then second at Martinsville. Uh, and, and for Martinsville, that was an uncharacteristic Eric Almarola race, especially this season. Um, he led 66 laps. He had 25 of the fastest laps. Started 12, finished uh, second. 80 points for you on a $7,400 salary. That's insane but even still the week before right he didn't win the race he started 30th finished ninth 56 points for you on a 6900 dollars salary even when he doesn't really get you any points he still doesn't lose you any points the week before that he started 13th and finished 14th um at uh at las vegas and ended up getting you 28 points in the process right 21 before that he just he doesn't lose you points but I think this is another opportunity for you to grab a Stuart Haas driver that's on the upswing. Like I said, a second-place finish at Martinsville, it, it, it kind of is not really indicative of how his season's been going, but it almost is how his season's going to end because he is also on the way out the door. So two Stuart Haas drivers uh, have announced that they're leaving. Obviously, Kevin did it way earlier than Eric Almarola, but Eric Almarola made that announcement, what was it, last week? I think yeah, yeah, like middle middle of last week. Yeah, yeah, just before just before the race, basically, and said, "Yeah, you know what, guys? Bye. I'm taking my my lifetime supply of Smithfield bacon, and I'm I'm leaving uh, out the door." And and that's what he's doing. So I think he's going to want to go out with a pretty solid finish. If we think all the other Stuart Haas cars are going to be fast, then you know maybe maybe he doesn't have the Kevin Harvick upgrade, um, but he will at least have maybe the Kevin Harvick light package in his car where they're not going to really worry about, you know, how much tape is underneath the decals or, you know, how, how low the air pressure is going to be to get him around this track faster. So, uh, yeah, give me Eric Almarola. I like the price. Uh, again, it's at, uh, what is it, $7,100.
it's it's not a bad mid-play drive. It's it's nothing but upside at this point. Yeah, I love it. Eric Almarola again, his final race as well. I think we'll still see him back in some some spot duty here and there, probably more in the Xfinity series than anything. But uh, yeah, he's he's hanging it up full time, so we will not be seeing him anymore either. And again, Stuart Haas, it's the Fords. These guys show up on these tracks. That continues this weekend. And again, all the guys that that have something to race for. This is Harvick's last race. He's going to want to show out. A track he's been the best at. Chase Briscoe. It's, they want to end on a positive note going into the next season where they need some forward momentum. Almirola, it's his final race. It's the last time he's going to do it. So got to get that positive momentum. Uh, so yeah, I really like those all, all three of those guys. And really, you want to throw Ryan Priest in that mix too. You, you could play him as well. You know, and I almost picked Priest over Almirola, but I figured that with Almirola's last race, we got Priest throw to it pick next there. year. It's fine. Yeah, we got plenty of plenty of opportunities to roll with Priest because I mean, what the hell? Why? Why not? Right. Um, all right, we'll get to some lower price drivers. But let me first tell you about Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value stop betting in the dark join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off of your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets we're into saving money for all of our uh, listeners' DFS lineups. So let's do just that. Cody, who do we got for our value drivers? First, I have a question. Did you fill out this first line for me? No. Was that the uh, one you were going to take? Was that, no. That was a leftover I, from, from last was, week, I think. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Because I, yeah, I, it says uh, Austin Dillon, I highly suggest not playing him yeah, this don't, week because. Don't do that. Uh, no, yeah. So, I didn't remember if I accidentally I, did you it. No, I filled in. I filled in boxes for you before, and so I didn't know if you know if you were like trying to give me a hint, and I was definitely not taking the hint. Dude. Rod, we got to break it out one final time for the season. Yes, sir. The beautiful Corey LaJoy picture. He is my pick this week. I've been telling you every single week. I've been tossing out there as a bonus. He is the free square. Do you know why he is the free square, Rod? He's fifty six hundred dollars this week. 54 last week. He was 57 the week before. He is cheap every single week. Scores you points every single week. Last week, 34.6 points. 23 points the week before. 33, 33, 73.2. That was Talladega. So 17, a little bit of a lower one, but that's because that was a... Well, no, that was not a road course. Never mind. I was just kidding about that part. But 17, 20.3, 22, 26, 65 at the Coke. Uh, That was Daytona, I guess. So that, that makes sense as well. But he scores your points every single freaking week. He's still cheap as hell. Get Corey LaJoy in your lineups. Talk about guys that like to go on vacation, ready to go on vacation. His entire mantra is stacking pennies. He's going to stack the rest of his pennies for the weekend. He's not hanging it up early. He's going to show up going to score you DFS points yet again, like he has been almost every single week. You've got to play Corey LaJoy this weekend. Only 5,600. Sign me up. That Gainbridge paint scheme looks good on that car. 
it looks it's it's sweet yeah and it's brought a lot of money to that team which is going to really show up next year and i'm excited for it it's crazy because obviously you know we watch you've gotten me into indy car now and and they're the the bleed over between that is starting to become a little bit of a you know it's it's yeah. been fun to watch how all of these racing entities are all sort of mingling and and joining yep. forces all all tie in and you get guys like connor daly that come over and run our stuff kyle larson, kyle larson. gonna go run the indy 500 the next couple of years you got gamebridge slash Andretti, obviously indycar legends but they're gonna squeeze their way into formula one they're squeezing their way into nascar and that like oh it's beautiful i love it uh all right so for my value driver i don't know if i've ever said this guy's name on this show in particular i know i've said it on other shows because we have to talk about every driver on on in between media when I go on the back road. But Todd Gilliland, fifty four hundred dollars for Todd Gilliland. You want to talk about a guy that is going to free up your entire budget? And why do I say Todd Gilliland? Well, here's the thing: Ness is not necessarily a, a, a fantastic like blinding performance, but from a guy with fifty four hundred dollars, you don't need a blinding performance in the spring. He didn't really get uh, too much for you. He, he started 29th and finished 32nd in that race. Um, but, again, you're not necessarily looking for a gigantic um, a gigantic finish from him. So what did he get you in that one? Uh, he got you six points, unfortunately, in that race in the spring. But before that, he actually hasn't lost you points in DFS on Phoenix. In the fall, uh, in this particular race last year, started 31st finished 29th, right? That's that's not necessarily a blindingly great DFS day, but he didn't lose your points. Uh, the year before that, in this or in 2022 in the spring, got you even more points. He started 33rd, finished 19th. That's a pretty hefty place differential day for a guy like Gilliland. Plus, you look at what he's done this season, especially in the last few races. Um, in Martinsville, started 17th, had a top 10 finish. Where the hell did that come from? Don't know. Uh, the year, week before that in Homestead, started 32nd, finished 25th. Vegas, 29th, finished 27th. Charlotte Roval, 32nd start, 23rd finish. Talladega, 17th, 12th. What does that mean in terms of fantasy points? Well, you look back through it. 42, 24, 17, 28, 37, eh, 7 uh, in, in the, the auto trader um, road course. Nah, not necessarily good there, but... 44 at Bristol, 25 the week before at Kansas. Like, again, he's not going to blind you with fantasy points. He's only really getting you 26.3 per race. But if that's what he gets you out of 5,400, if he can get you five times what you're paying for him on this track in particular, which, you know, he's capable of doing. It's not, it doesn't take a whole lot to start 36th and finish 25th, right? With some fast laps along the way. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But uh, again, Todd Gilliland, it's the lowest I can possibly go without going, nah, no, thank you. I don't need that. So um, I'll take Todd Gilliland this week as kind of like my my uh, what-the-hell punt kind of a play with upside. I like it. I think it's a good price. And again, if you're going to try and get, get crazy at the top, getting a couple of Final Four guys in, squeezing in a Kevin Harvick, you're going to need that salary relief. LaJoy, Gilliland, good ways to do it with guys that still offer you upside. And like looking back at through Gillen's race log, it's been pretty solid for a while for you. So um, they continue to show up. Yeah, it wasn't the best run in the spring, but that team has really improved a lot. I mean, back then is when he was starting to, you know, they were starting to announce that he was going to be replaced in some of the races by Zane Smith. And we weren't even sure he was keeping his ride the whole season. And and then they 
dumped Zane Smith and they kept him for her for next year. So um, I think that uh, that's all a positive sign and things have, have gone much better for him lately. So yeah, you plug him in there. You have $35 left to work with uh, if you throw in the six guys we gave out. So that's a good, a good starting spot. Some definitely some guys to work in and some guys to use. Uh, so yeah, I think that's uh, pretty exciting. Me too. Uh, and really, too, if you look at it, his average start, 26.2, average finish, 21.7. He's only got four DNFs. Not a bad little punt play for Todd Gilliland. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of DNFs, whew, What's knock that? on wood, if Corey doesn't DNF this race, oh. only like the 33rd driver in history to not have a DNF in a single season. Oof. I'm going to be sweating that one out for him. He'll be sweating that one out for him. Yes. Uh, all right. Get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over the DFS plays before we break over to our prize picks plays for this slate. Cody started you out with Kevin Harvick at 9,500 is his high driver. I gave you William Byron at 11,200 for mine. Cody jumped down to Chase Briscoe at 7,500 for his mid-peer driver. I gave you Eric Almarola, his teammate, at 7,100. Cody gave you Corey LaJoy one last time at 5,600. I said Todd Gilliland at 5,400 would not do you too much harm on this slate. All right. Let's talk about our prize picks plays because prize picks, obviously new sponsor. We're going to give them a good run and, uh, and start building you some prize picks, uh, you know, plays for this slate, how this works in particular. It's a lot like normal DFS that you find anywhere else, right? You're going to get some place differential points. That's all worth a point of place differential. Fastest laps are 0.45 points per lap. Laps led are a quarter of a point per lap led. First place starts at 45 points, second goes to 42, and then all the way down into uh, 41st place or worse, which doesn't happen. So 36 will get you fit, five points on this race. So again, this is uh, this is what it all breaks down to. It, like I said, it's pretty, uh, pretty cut and dry like most DFS things. So what you're looking for for prize picks is a decent finishing position with the potential for laps led and some fast laps just like what we just built with DraftKings. So as you start building your, your prize picks lineups, think about where you think they're going to finish and then stack all the points on top of that. Yeah, exactly. And this is, this is great because you're only playing against yourself, which is so wonderful. So you pick the guys you want, and you don't have to set a full lineup of six like you do over on DraftKings. You can pick three guys. You can pick two guys. You can pick, you know, however many. And, cross sport that works as well you want to throw in some football you want to throw in some cricket you want to use all three series they've got trucks xfinity cup um they've got f1 over there as well if you want to dabble in that side of things so you've got all those options you're just picking if they score more or less on the dfs points makes it nice and simple and, and then yeah you just you don't have to compete against six thousand people to try and win. you just if you get it right boom you are a winner and it's easy as that it is indeed. Uh, all right. Well, then let's go ahead and start giving out our plays for this uh, prize picks slate. Cody, who's your first guy? Yeah, I'm going to start off with an Xfinity one because I like to do stuff like that. John Hunter Nemechek, over 39 DFS points. Easy peasy, Rod. He is the fastest driver in the fastest car. He is going to come out and absolutely destroy this field. He is going to win the championship running away with it. Give me John Hunter Nemechek. Six wins on the season, 17 top fives. Finished six here in the spring, but 
His teammate, Sammy Smith, led a ton of laps, won the race. Ryan Truex, also his teammate in that race, was second place. Ty Gibbs did it last season. He led 137 laps earlier this season in New Hampshire. Comparable trip. It's all about John Hunter on Saturday as he just destroys the field en route to the championship before he also moves up into the Cup Series. Give me John Hunter Nemechek. Over 39 fantasy points over on prize picks. And that's right, too. There's trucks, there's Xfinity, there is Cup for prize picks as well, so you can build across all three series and even across sports. So uh, lots and lots and lots of stuff to choose from on prize picks. Again, I like this play because this doesn't have him winning the race, so he doesn't need to win the race to to do this uh, to get the over the or the more than this prop. So very solid point. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I like this angle better for John Hunter Nemechek than actually going to win outright. Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to take Chris Busher. His fantasy points are set at uh, 28. I'm going to say his NASCAR points are set at 28 and a half. Give me more than 28 and a half. This actually has him finishing at least 15th um, to get 28 points really just outright is is better than 15th place which is something that he's done in all but one of his last four races finished seventh at the roval finished 11th at vegas 21st at homestead but he came back with an eighth place finish in martinsville he's got 16 top 10 finishes this season in 35 starts eight top fives uh and again and three wins even to tack onto that as well so chris busher has every opportunity to be able to get this done he did it in the spring. He finished 15th place here in the spring. He finished 10th in the spring of 2022 uh, as well. So we've talked about it all season long, how uh, um, Kozlowski RFK has been doing a, a fantastic job with their team this season. They've been running in the top 10 for the better part of this season. So uh, for, for Chris Buescher to just turn in a 15th place finish or even a 14th place finish with some fast laps in there, that is well within his realm of possibility. I think he gets it done here in Phoenix. Again, like I said, we're not even talking about anything more than a top 15 for a guy that has done it time and time again this season. So give me Chris Buescher more than 28 and a half NASCAR points. Yeah, love it. No argument from me here. Uh, another guy that's not going to be in, in let's get to vacation mode. He's loved this season and, and the the breakout of part of his career he's had. Um, so yeah, he's, he's going to be racing full bore here. I think he can score that top 15 for you. And if he gains some, you know, some pass or passing points, well, a little dirt racing for you. If he, you know, gets place differential and, and other lap, other points racked up in there, that'll give him a cushion there as well. So I do like Chris Busher there. Rod, Kevin Harvick, come on. It's his last race. Got to squeeze him in any way we can. Going to shove him in and everything we get. Over 34.5. Look, I made the case for him earlier. And again, this is where it, it translates a lot, right? If you're going to play somebody over on DraftKings DFS, you can bring them over to prize picks. And if, you know, if Kevin Harvick is one of the top guys you're picking, and you think he's going to score a ton of points. Well, then in this prize picks format, he's probably going to score a lot of points as well. So he's the guy that I'm really going to lead off with in the cup series. Kevin Harvick, Rod, 20 top 10 finishes in a row. Nine times he's won here. Kevin Harvick all day. Roddy Childers is going to have that car. This is a future Dale Jr. download episode. Ten years from now, seven, ten years from now, what, uh, he's either going to have Rodney, maybe it's Rodney on, maybe it's Kevin on. What's going on in that car? What kind of uh, innovation 
did we uh, did we use it in that car? I can't wait to hear that story. Give me all the Kevin Harvick this week. Over 34.5 uh, points there on prize picks. Yeah, and I, again, I can't argue with you. It's it's Kevin Harvick's world this week, and they're going to be the broadcast. If you wanted to to pick how many times they were going to bring up his name or show his car, then uh, you'd, you'd, have to, you'd have to take way more than what the number i'd take it over you know more than thousand times that they say it so uh, i love it um all right i'm going to move on to kyle bush i've talked about it on the betting episode where i don't think kyle bush is going to have a good day uh on on the final day there's not much more for or for kyle bush to do this season honestly he came in with such high hopes those hopes were dashed he can't win a championship He's finished 18th and 27th in his last race, uh, last two races. A couple of third places right at Vegas, which was his home track, and a third place at the Roval, which is a road course. But before that, 25th at Talladega, 34th at Fort Worth, 20th at Bristol. Um, just not a good end of the season. I don't care that he's finished seventh three times in a row and an eighth place here in the spring. Spring Kyle Busch, much different driver than fall Kyle Busch right now. And honestly, 30.5 that for Chris Busher to have a top 15 finish, you know, is doable. But they put Kyle Busch as a 13th place finisher. And I don't even think he's going to get 13th place done this week. I think he's probably going to be just a, a top, maybe a top 15 driver. Okay. But I don't know that he's going to be competing inside of the top 13. There's not much left, for, like I said, for him to do this season. So I think he's checked out. I think we're probably in for a 20th place finish from Kyle Busch, which is not going to get him um, on this mark. So 30 and a half NASCAR points for Kyle Busch. Give me less than that. I am also going to fade a driver. I disagree with you on the Kyle Busch thing. I think he does show up. But a guy I don't think shows up, Arton Truex Jr. I'm not sure at this point anyone wants this season to be over quicker than Martin Truex Jr., it started off great. He wins the Clash to Coliseum, has a hell of a regular season. Obviously, you know the his his former partner passes away. I, I think that affected him. If you look back through the races, it really went downhill from there. Uh, the fighting with the crew chief, and and I know that's how they are, but when you're not winning, it doesn't sound as good. Things have just been rough. Can't catch a break. Things that are out of his control. The jack just shooting itself away from the car during a pit stop uh you know shit falling off shit blowing up can't catch a break give me martin tricks jr under 31.5 points uh again 31 points would be 12th place i don't think he comes anywhere close to 12th place so it would take quite a few uh you know laps led which i don't think he's going to get any of it would take a lot of uh you know fastest laps i don't think you're going to see that from him would take scoring differential I don't think you're, or, you know, place differential. I don't think you're going to get that from him either. I think it's going to be a get this season the fuck over with. He's ready to hit the woods, do some hunting, hit the lake, do some fishing. Give me Martin Trex Jr. under 31.5. He's about to live in Bass Pro Shops, buying up all the stuff to do all of his outdoor stuff that he's trying to do uh, this off season. So I'm with you on that one as well. It's just a tough, tough go. Again, spring Truex. Fall Truex, two completely different human beings. So definitely have to fade him at this point. Um, somebody you don't have to fade is Ryan Blaney in that championship hunt. 
His number is set at 38 and a half. His NASCAR point number, 38 and a half. Give me more. That's a sixth place finish for one of the championship drivers, right? We, we pretty much think that these guys are going to be running inside of the top five, if not one through four, pretty much most of the day as they have in the past. So for Ryan Blaney, I got to think that he's going to finish better than sixth place. So, I mean, the, the, the more than 38 and a half points is already solid there. Now, if he decides to lead some laps around the way, it depends on how many places he makes up from where he starts. I mean, last week at Martinsville, he led 145 laps. I know that's a little bit hard to do uh, here in Phoenix, but not necessarily if you get out front and stay that way. Um, but he started 11th, finished first, obviously, at Martinsville, second at Homestead, sixth in Las Vegas after a 12th place start. He won at Talladega. Blaney's on a roll. Blaney is quietly putting together a solid championship run right now. Three wins on the season, seven top fives, 17 top tens. I think 38 and a half is well within that grasp. A sixth place finish. I think, like I said, he has the possibility of ending up winning this race and winning the whole thing, which definitely puts you more than the 38 and a half fan or NASCAR points that, that uh, prize picks is giving you. So I say, take that one and run. Yeah, I like it. He's, you know, in a lot of people's minds, the favorite this weekend. I know the books have Larson reflected as the favorite, but a lot of people are high on Blaney. The best car here last season, played the good teammate fiddle. Maybe the roles are reversed this year, and, and he's the one leading all the laps and, and scoring big time. So, uh, yeah, I like it. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, then, uh, we have we, already... Uh, we, we we made a, well, I guess you should recap this first. I will let you continue. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, so we so we have our prize picks picks. Um, I had Chris Busher more than 28 and a half NASCAR points. Uh, Cody, you went with Kevin Harvick more than 34 and a half uh, NASCAR points. I said Kyle Busch would have less than 30.5 NASCAR points. You said that oh and you also said john hunter nemechek would have more than what was his uh his total there his was the 39 39 and a half so more than his total uh and then i had ryan blaney more than 38 and a half you had martin truex jr less than 31 and a half those were our prize picks plays for this slate a lot of fun i want to do that again sometime uh yeah well, uh, definitely, hopefully, prize picks sticks around and we can uh, have some more prize picks plays next year. Uh, yeah, we kind of goofed up, Rod, because Truck Series practice is going on right now. Hold them down. Which means uh, there's no odds for it. So that means you have to go over to the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. That'll get you in there. When the odds are back up, we will post our three race parlays over there. Indeed, we will do exactly that. So, uh, or keep up too. We may end up. Uh, I don't know. We got to get. We got to get into this YouTube short thing. Maybe we give a quick parlay out on a YouTube short. I don't know how to do that. We'll we'll yeah, learn over Rob, the off season. Rob's take the class on that and uh, figure out how that works. I've got all <laughs> off season to figure out how to make that work. So we'll do that. But um, all right. Well, listen. For the final time during the regular season, we will put this show to bed. Obviously, the next time we talk to you, we'll be recapping all three races and, and going over this uh, fantastic 2023 season that we've had. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sad. I almost don't know how to end this episode because I don't want it to end. Do we have to end it, Ron? 
the listeners probably uh, don't don't want us to either. I guess, I guess we have to. But like you mentioned, we're going to be back all off season. We have so much stuff to talk about. We'll be back next week, of course, to recap the championship races, recap the bets. We'll still walk through like we always do. We can look back on the futures we placed early in the season. We can look at all the team changes. Futures will hopefully start rolling out in the near future. We can start covering that. You get the over-under on wins throughout the offseason. There is so much to talk to. We're going to hopefully try and have some guests on, get some friends, get their stories and, and everything. Uh, so, yeah, don't go away. Stay with us. It's going to be a fun time. And uh, when we come back, Rod, episode 300 for our recap episode worked out perfectly. Oh, man, I can't believe we've, we've gone through two full seasons, expanded from one show to five a week, and we've made it to number 300. 300. What a monster number. What a great celebration it's going to be, too, because that, the recap, I mean, could not have laid out any more perfectly than, uh, than that. So we're definitely excited for episode 300. We'll see you for that. We'll talk to you about the recap. So, Cody, on the way out the door, let everyone know one more time in the regular season how they can find you on social media. Follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. You can find all my work over there, a.k.a. X, the kids, as the kids call it these days. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all the fun stuff. All this stuff helps us out, keeps the bosses happy, make sure they want us back next season, uh, which I don't think will be a problem. But never hurts to do your part, right? We appreciate you. Thank you, everyone. Good luck this week. Congratulations to Corey Heim, John Arnimacek, and Christopher Bell on your championships. We'll see you all next week. I'm on X, but you can also follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, in between media, last time around for us, too, on the back road. Make sure you're checking that out uh, on the in between media website and YouTube channel. We'll be back. For the recap episode, episode 300, exciting times lie ahead. Till then, everyone, one more time in the regular season. Let's go racing and let it ride.